Well, welcome, friends, to the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast, where normal, everyday disciples open up the Bible and discuss. We don't claim to be theologians here, but no one ever said you had to be to read and interpret and apply the Word of God to your life. So thanks so much for joining us today, and here's your host. Good morning and welcome to Wednesday. It is Wednesday, September 22 already. Here we are the third day of the week and all week long I have Pete Vanderwell here as my guest. And so again, thank you, Pete, for saying yes and for yes. being willing to uh, join me this week on the podcast. Now, I, I forgot to ask you, um, I should have asked you this maybe on the first day when you were introducing yourself, but if you think way back because you said you, you and your family settled in Muskegon, right? Right. So from seven, when you, you were seven years old, right on, right. you kind of right. lived there, right? Until right. you were a little bit older. Right. But do you remember what your first job was? Like, like even as a teenager? Yes, I distinctly do. We lived in North Muskegon and we had a sorry farm right near the house. And my first job as a 11 year old or 10 year old was putting sorry crates together. It was a really easy thing to do. And it got a penny a crate. Huh. The first week, I put 500 crates together. I got five whole dollars. Oh, was that ever something? I'll tell you. Yeah. And I worked there for about six seasons. So celery crates. So, yeah. Well, these were not, these were just um, boxes with like wire and, and wood slats on the side. They were very, very light duty. Okay. But they would pack the celery in it in the, you know, in the, in the farm there. Sure. And they ship it. They had like six dozen, four dozen, two and a half dozen, depending on the size. You put that many dozen in a crate. Okay. And then they would put them in the truck and bring them to the store, I guess, mm. or the shipper or whoever shipped those things. So a celery crate builder. Yeah. First job. <laughs> first Pay, job. First paying job. First paying job. $5. Woohoo. Yeah. In the first week. Yeah. You're probably thrilled. Never happened before. That's right. <laughs> don't spend well, that's kind of cool. And don't spend it all in one place either. That's right. You got to be careful. <laughs> Yeah. Well, on to, on to more like uh, serious things. But anyway, I totally forgot, listeners, that yesterday, uh, Tuesday, is Testimony Tuesday. And I totally, I skipped it over. I skipped over it in my notes. And so, um, so, so Pete, Pete and I are just between um, our two recordings right now. We're just kind of talking a little bit about um, like God moments. And um, so, Pete, why don't you relate a little yeah. bit about some. Yeah, well, just a bit. I can think of two of them, which are for the same reason, more or less. I had a cancer surgery about 20 years ago, minor cancer, but it was cancer, they tell me. And then an appendectomy about 10 years ago. Okay. And both times, of course, you go for surgery. And I realized at the time that this body is not my body. It's God's body. He created it. And I said, whatever happens, God's in control. Mm. And I came out of both these operations in fine shape. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and not everybody feels that way. I know that, but it, I didn't sit there and fret over it. I figured, well, if I enter eternity here, so be it. Right, right. And I even remember saying to the doctor the first time, first operation, if I have an out-of-body experience, something's going wrong. <laughs> may not have been the best thing to say, but, but uh, here, I'm still here yet on this side. Right. So you could testify to the fact that, you know, during the two surgeries that you had, yeah. You were kind of at peace. Oh, yeah. Because you knew who you belonged to. Right. Right. And um, whatever happened. Yeah. Now, you, yeah. Now, don't think that I want surgeries. That's not. I'm not, <laughs> no, looking, I'm not, I'm not looking for the next one to go through that experience again. <laughs> but when you have no choice, that's that's the way right. I felt about it. Right. 
no, that's cool. Thank you for thank you for sharing that because um, yeah, it's just yeah, you can get so worked up and worried and full of anxiety that you kind of forget yeah. who we belong to and who our heavenly Father is. And so that's cool that you kind of enter those two times with that mindset. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, thank you, Pete. And uh, let's see. Today we are diving into. Um, Oh, it's another Old Testament passage. We've kind of been dwelling all week so far in the Old Testament. And this is from Numbers chapter 11. And we're going to skip around like we did on Monday to three different sections um, in this chapter in Numbers 11. And so I'll start with um, verses 4 through 6. Then I'll skip to verse 10 and read several verses. And then I'll skip to verse 24. And read a couple of verses there. So here we go. This is uh, the word of God from Numbers chapter 11. <clears throat> Verse four. The rabble with them began to crave other food. And again, the Israelites started wailing and said, if only we had meat to eat. We remember the fish that we ate in Egypt at no cost. Also the cucumbers, melons, leeks, onions, and garlic. But now we have lost our appetite. We never see anything but this manna. And then we skip to verse 10. Moses heard the people of every family wailing at the entrance to their tents. The Lord became exceedingly angry and Moses was troubled. He asked the Lord, why have you brought this trouble on your servant? What have I done to displease you that you put the burden of all these people on me? Did I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why do you tell me to carry them in my arms as a nurse carries an infant? to the land you promised on oath to their ancestors. Where can I get meat for all these people? They keep wailing to me, give us meat to eat. I cannot carry all these people by myself. The burden is too heavy for me. If this is how you are going to treat me, please just go ahead and kill me. If I have found favor in your eyes, and do not let me face my own ruin. The Lord said to Moses, Bring me 70 of Israel's elders who are known to you as leaders and officials among the people. Have them come to the tent of meeting, that they may stand there with you. And then to verse 24. So Moses went out and told the people what the Lord had said. He brought together 70 of their elders and had them stand around the tent. And then the Lord came down in the cloud and spoke with him. And he took some of the power of the spirit that was on him and put it on the 70 elders. When the spirit rested on them, they prophesied, but did not do so again. However, two men, whose names were Eldad and Medad, had remained in the camp. They were listed among the elders, but did not go out to the tent. Yet the spirit also rested on them, and they prophesied in the camp. A young man ran and told Moses, Eldad and Medad are prophesying in the camp. Joshua, son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide since youth, spoke up and said, Moses, my lord, stop them. But Moses replied, Are you jealous for my sake? I wish that all the Lord's people were prophets and that the Lord would put his spirit on them. All right, Pete, what'd you glean from this one? Well, one thought, of course, is that God, okay, I'll read this off my notes here. That's fine. God provides what we need and not necessarily what we want. And uh, we need a lot less than we want. I think that's true. Say that again. We want, I, I, we... I we need a lot less than what we want. We need a lot less than we want. Yeah. That's, that's very true. Yeah. Right. We think we need more. So. But we don't necessarily. You know. 
And you can think of you can think of somebody being a millionaire, you know, once you got 10 million, well, we got to get another 10 million, you know. Right. Well, first of all, who in the world needs more than who needs that kind of money to survive? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So you notice that the that the Lord provides what we need. Yeah. Right. Not necessarily what we and everything else is want. a bonus, kind of. Right. Yeah. I like that bonus. Yeah. Because right. uh, you know, I, I, my wife and I certainly have our basic needs met, but we also have many bonuses that we mm. really don't deserve. I'll be honest with you. Right. But we still enjoy them. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and we. So yeah. Right. And we try to share what we can to the right places. Correct. Not just, you know, there's lots of hands out. And Correct. We don't fill every hand. Right. I, I also want to mention here, you know, we get uh, mail all the time for donations for different organizations. Mm-hmm. And there's half a dozen or so we've contributed faithfully. Yep. And that's what that's our tithing. Correct. Well, up to this point this year so far, I've received about 245 requests for money already in the mail. You're counting? Counting. I, this is the first year I made a spreadsheet <laughs> oh, to track them all by name, alphabet, alphabetized. Oh, my goodness. Pete. And, uh, you know, you get half a dozen a day sometimes. You You're know? right. And uh, I feel kind of guilty at times ripping them in half. But then if I've already done my due right. diligence as far as being generous, yeah. and, you know, I, I don't feel that guilty. And a lot of them just buy their names off a list someplace. <laughs> they don't know who I am. Right, right. So they're just working the numbers, basically. Right, right. But, yeah. But I love how you said that, going back to what you said at the beginning of there, right? The Lord provides yeah. what we need. But then I also liked how you said, um, and anything above that is just a bonus. Yeah. We don't deserve those bonuses, but uh, it's it's a bonus that we can enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, one thing that I wrote down here is that it seemed like these Israelites were were very focused on, like, today, right? The hardships of now, yeah. right? And they were forgetting, like, what was coming in the future, yeah. right? Because I think down here, it's, you know, when, when Moses is talking to God and he's kind of upset, he says, you know, the land you promised on oath to their ancestors, you know, so the Israelites knew, right? They knew they were heading towards this promised land. Yeah. But but weren't these people destined to spend 40 years in the desert, this group, I think? I believe so. So they got a lot of time in the desert they do. To not look forward to, I exactly. guess. Exactly. Little, little do they know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but the fact that they were focused on like today and what I want now, and yeah. they were just, they were forgetting about the joy that was up in the future. Yeah. You know, uh, in the promised land of Canaan. For their children mostly, probably. Correct. Except Correct. for two guys, of course. Right. Jake, uh, no, Joshua. Caleb and, Caleb and Joshua. Right, right. Yeah. And so that made me think of like, okay, I know there's days where I'm just focusing on right? The hardships of today. Okay. And I, and I just forget who I am. You know, I forget that I'm a son of the heavenly father. Um, I forget my purpose, you know, to, to glorify God. And I, 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 and I just sort of forget the the big picture kind of, because I'm focusing on like today okay, and the hardships of today. And so I guess this spoke to me, you know, to Tom that, um, when I, when I catch myself focusing on the hardships of now, kind of take a step back and oh, wait a minute, wait a minute here. Okay. This is just one little day in, 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 in my whole story, you yeah. know, and, and to focus on what's yet to come, yeah. you know, that, that, that rich land, that new creation that's ahead of me someday and how I can't wait to get there. That's just something little that, um, that popped out at me. Anything else, Pete, that, uh, these verses brought out for you. Um, another note here. Yeah. 
Okay, if we have difficult situations, God can provide relief in his time, not ours. His time. Yeah. Like that. Not our time. And, uh, you know, I've heard said before that God's not early, not late. He's in, on time. Mm. But not our time. Correct. His time. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, too. He's never early. He's never late. He's always on time. But it's his time. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And I, wasn't uh, Moses being quite blunt with God, too? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, God, God can take it, you know. Oh, he can. But Why? Why? What? He's asking, why this? Why that? Did well, I conceive all these people? Did I give them birth? Why? <laughs> well, one of the comments I remember reading, you read here, is that all the people were complaining. Well, were these 70 guys some of the complainers? Or were mm. they, you know, maybe they had a change of heart, maybe, or something. Right. Because they were like the, some of the leaders, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Right. So apparently these guys weren't doing much leading up to this point. Right. <laughs> right. But the fact that Moses was being so blunt with God, that makes me think, you know, I, I can be blunt with him too. Like if I'm ticked off or I'm, if I'm, yeah. if I'm a little upset with him, I, I think, he, like you said, he can take it. Yeah. He can take it. And, so, and I think there are some other Psalms, you know, in the book of Psalms where, I think David or some of the other psalmists are asking why. Yeah. Why do the nations rage? And I think it's yeah. okay yeah. To, to ask these questions of the Lord. Yeah. Okay? I think it's okay. We could be blunt with him. He's our Heavenly Father. Yeah. He will continue to love us, yeah. you know, and help us through different situations. Um, all right. Yeah, looking over here, my notes. Um well, this might be a good place to kind of wrap up. Okay. So let's, let's remind our, our listeners kind of like, well, like something they can take with them for the day. So what could they take with them, Pete, for this Wednesday? God's in control, even though it doesn't seem like he is. And, you know, your greater pleasure may be in the future, maybe not even in this world where you say it was all worth it. Mm. Now, it's easy for me to sit here and say that, but... I really think that's true. And that's because I'm 75 already, I'm approaching the end of my life in this world. And that's becoming more and more reality for me mm. to think like that. Mm. I mean, the best is yet to come. Right. <clears throat> because right. I'm finding out that, uh, you know, they say the olden years is the golden years. <clears throat> I'm realizing now <clears throat> the olden years is just the olden years. That's it. That's it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Not necessarily golden. Not the golden. <laughs> I'm not sure where the gold comes from. Right. But, yeah. Well, listeners, may your Wednesday be blessed. You know, may the Lord bless you today. May the Lord give you what you need today, not necessarily what you want today. Yeah, right. um, may the Lord bless you with what you need. Um, may he turn his face towards you. May he, may he smile on you today on this Wednesday. And may your day be blessed. We'll see you back here tomorrow. Well, thank you for joining us today for the Victory Point Bible Reading Podcast. We hope that today's conversation was helpful for you and encourages you in your daily walk with God. If you have any questions or thoughts to share with us, please email us at info at victorypoint.org. We would love to hear from you.